Sorry about that. I hit the wrong button. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was quitting a whole bunch of other programs, and I quit Skype by air. Okay. Yeah. Well, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you be in the world. This is Ralph Kermit Winrow II, and uh, I may be coughing a little bit. I think I got a touch of the stuff that's been going around for the last for everybody, but I'm coming through it. I got to get some ivermectin and. Uh, Hydroxychloroquine. I, there are several places to get it. Got in the. Uh, went to the uh, Republican meeting over here. Big Lake couldn't believe it, and we've got a group of people that showed all of the corruption that's going on in Alaska. And uh, Frank Speech, those guys don't have time to come up here because they got the main states to deal with, Alaska, but I tell you, the corruption in Alaska, the uh, governor, Republican, Kevin Meyer, I've dealt with him. He's a two-timing liar, piece of garbage, and uh, he's the election guy. They won't release the audit on the election. Surprise, surprise, isn't it? How do we get this many people so evil? That means that why would you not want to have fair and elections? There's only one reason. You're in on it. Or you're being threatened. I think a lot of them are pedophiles or God knows what else they got their, their fingers in. I just can't make it, it. It just boggles the mind. And our Supreme Court is not really doing its job. Hasn't for a long time on a lot of stuff. Uh, got in the Pierce uh, Hinkle sixth edition of the American uh, Administrative Law Treaties. Um, really one I wanted was uh, the one that's Pierce Davis but it's <coughs> excuse me it wasn't available I have one by Pierce fifth edition Pierce just himself it's on its way so we'll see how that works out there's only one copy of the Pierce Davis administrative law treaties in Alaska and it's at the University of Alaska reference so they won't turn loose of it on an interlibrary loan. And Pierce Davis is the Bible for what these courts use. And it's just amazing. There's all kinds of good information in this uh, three volumes I got. They've gone so far now that, well, you know, we don't have to have a limited delegation of power. We can just do a general delegation of power. And uh, it'll be all right of legislative power. It's just hard to believe. Um, how do we, I, I, it just, I mean, I, but the thing is, I don't think a lot of these attorneys know. Now, the Supreme Court knows, there's no doubt. 
these people, you, you can't miss the jug holes unless you know there's a jug hole. And they are extremely good at it. I was just looking here because I was up here the, before I went to breakfast and uh, Scalia, he wrote a dissenting opinion. And I can see why they didn't want him around. I'm going to get that open here on the separation of powers. And uh, it was in Mistretta, M-I-S-T-R-E-T-T-A versus U.S. And this is a 1989 case. And it cites another case, which is Marshall Field versus Clark. And I got these two um, from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals that ruled against OSHA. But somehow these people aren't adding, they're, they're missing the logic of putting this stuff together. Can Congress delegate legislative power? The answer is not only no, but heck no. They can't do it. <coughs> and they just keep doing it. And now they're trying to make it, uh, well, you know, it's no big deal, you know, it's, uh, we'll just do it and it'll be all right. No, that's not the way it works. And uh, in this case, he filed the only dissenting opinion. Surprise, surprise. This was a 1989 case, and it's 488 U.S. 361. 1981, <clears throat> and the bottom line is, they quote, legislative power from John Locke 300 years ago, quoting the power of the legislative being derived from the people by a positive voluntary grant and institution can be no other than what the positive granted conveyed which being only to make laws, <coughs> not to make legislators. The legislature can have no power to transfer their authority of making laws and place it in other hands. This is John Locke, Second Treaty of the Government. Does, does that make sense? It does to me. And they go into independent agencies. He goes into these independent agencies. And he talks about an independent agency in the sense of independent of all three branches. How can that be? How can we be bound by anything that is independent of all three branches? Where's the separation of powers? And he goes into great detail talking about this. It makes so much sense. There's a list of them. I think it's in 44 USC 3502, I think. A whole bunch of independent agencies. How can that be? 
can't. But nobody seems to understand or to bring this stuff up in these briefs. <coughs> and that's what's amazing to me is I go read these. I said, where have these people been? Why do they not know? How come they do not? How come they don't know what's going on? They do. But why don't they use it? I don't know. It goes into great detail <clears throat> about what. I'm not sure why I'm not seeing the uh, part that I had here. Uh, I guess that's in uh, Mastrata. It's about what is. <coughs> Excuse me. I just haven't quite got over this cold yet here, or this whatever I got here. What can an agency lawfully do? They are supposed to be able to determine facts to help a branch of government. They talk about here of something that's quite amazing. He's This is... Harlan, and he's quoting it, the true distinction between the delegation of power to make law, which necessarily involves a discretion as to what it shall be, and conferring or discretion as to its execution to be exercised in pursuance of the law. The first cannot be done. They can't delegate power to make law. As to the discretion of its execution, if it's granted, yes, that works. There's no problem with that. We are so far out from this, just like these mandates. I can't believe nobody goes, a mandate is only a judicial order. This doesn't change. So why are we uh, putting a validity behind something that's called a mandate. I don't get it. I do not get it. And nobody's bringing it up. Why? Now we get into what we really need to know about <coughs> the uh, agencies. Very few people seem to understand federal agencies. Now they're independent agencies, so obviously they don't sit fit in the Constitution. So obviously they can't do code. And that's what they do. You'll never win. I guarantee you. I did the merry-go-round on Taxpayer Bill of Rights. You can't win with the code. It is set up to never win. And I found in a 1980 Federal Register the questions to a couple of answers that I was looking for and a couple of things that I had no idea. It's just amazing how this stuff comes out. <clears throat> but, and it's found in 
you haven't seen it. I've been going to post on it, but I just got too many things going on. I was supposed to be, I got to go pay off the, I want to have to sue the Matsu Borough, which I will be doing, but I don't think I'm going to have the lawsuit done by Monday. But anyway, in this 45 Federal Register, 6088, it's a five-page. What I was looking for was a couple of things. In the 1967 Part 301 regs, which are housekeeping, even the authority 7805 is a housekeeping regulation of the IRS. I wanted to know how they got rid of it. I didn't realize this for a while. 7201 tax evasion is a three is a regulation. But the one I was looking for was 7402. That said, the United States District Court is a 301 reg. It's in the 1967 of all the 301 regs. They put them all together and published them. And I was trying to find out how they hid, because now 26 U.S.C. 7402 the United States District Court is supposed to do all internal revenue laws. Internal revenue laws, not laws of the United States. I said, where did that regulation go? I couldn't find it. So I just keep looking. And eventually I stumbled across this 45 Federal Register 6088. And what I have also confirmed, if it's in the Federal Register, it's just like a statute because it's judicially noticed and it's a public record. It either has to be amended or repealed or trumped by a statute. I can prove that over and over. So in this regulation I found two important things first of all they will how do you read the federal register the CFRs actually first how do you read the code of federal regulation 26 equals the title that's in this the CFR then the 301, that's the part number. Okay. Then 6331, that is the code section. And here's what I didn't know. They say here the section on the Internal Revenue Code which interprets, semicolon, a hyphen and a number identifying the section. So it's a section out of 6331. So now I have, I know how to read the dang thing, buy their stuff. So I read 26 CFR 301. That's the part number. That's 5 U.S.C. 301. That's in departmental regulation, period. 
6331. That's their lean levy and the strain. And then we have a dash one, dash two, dash three. So that is part of 6331, and it interprets. They admit it. But it even gets better. So now we know how what the hyphen means. But then I come down to, and I found a whole bunch of these 7201 tax evasion and 7203 and all those. They actually have departmental regulations that are a crime. Okay? Well, their excuse was... Do I hear music? I guess I do. Back in a minute. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then Common Core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing knowledge and knowledge is power with knowledge their bombardment is nullified folks with that as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world and you are i want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself how much of that knowledge did i obtain from republic broadcasting network how high has my consciousness been raised since i've been a listener how fast am i now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a republic broadcasting listener how clear am i now able to see the world since i've been listening to rbn Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? I have another update on the fundraising situation. We can accept PayPal through the RBN site. You can mail in cash, check or money order, made out to RBN. Made out to RBN. The postal address is 2251 Double Creek Drive, number 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. If you send in a check or money order, it needs to be made out to RBN, just the three letters, RBN. And if you have any questions, call 800-724-2719, extension 3. Feel free to call on in uh, on this issue, and we'll try and get you squared away. The network thanks you. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, 
you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Okay, well, we're back here. And uh, it's really nice to know how concerned the IRS is for us. They says this document removes Title 26 Code of Federal Regulations, those regulations section, which recite verbatim provisions of the Internal Revenue Code of 1954. The purpose of this document is to complete the process initiated about two years ago by removing Internal Revenue Code provisions of Title 26 of the Code, Federal Regulations, the reproduction of code provisions in this Title 26 is considered to be unnecessary, and their removal will significantly reduce the volume of internal revenue regulations. No substantive change in the rules is intended by this document. Thank you. Oh, there's this concern. We just don't want to have too many regulations for the folks to find, especially the one that puts the criminal... And even better yet, 7402, the United States District Court is a 301 rig in its jurisdiction. It's in the regulations. It's in the Federal Register. It was never repealed. They just quit. They just deleted it. They say delete. We're not going to print it. But nothing's changed now. You understand? We just hit it so you can't find it. Don't you just love those people up there? They're looking out for us, boy. So anyway, there are criminal regulations for tax evasion and all that. And I got a whole list of them, and if you haven't seen it, it's in 1967. It's about 15 megabytes. But I got this. This one here is a smaller thing. I've been going to post it. I just haven't got to it. I started writing it up to explain it. But the bottom line is they put a hyphen. Then they put a number. So it's 26 CFR. Then the part, 301. There's part one. End of, that's income tax. And 31 is wages and all that nonsense. But this is part 301. That's guaranteed it's under Chrysler v Brown 5 USC 301 and you know what's amazing the three volume set of Pierce and Hickman does not mention part 301 rigs not mentioned Isn't that amazing and there are 706 part 301 rigs concerning the internal revenue criminals but the least of which notice of deficiency 6211 uh, and 6212 you gotta have a notice of deficiency doesn't have any application to you or me nobody's using it I don't know why they print it once in a while you'll see it in the court case but nobody challenges well it's just a regulation so therefore I must uh, be or have to obey it why doesn't anybody look this up then we have assessment. Well, they got to assess. 
6203, that's a 301 rig. We got notice lean and levy, that's a 6331, that's a 301 rig. Publishing of the, the uh, uh, lien to stop in your county, that's a 301 rig. Notice federal tax lien, it's all there. I've been working on putting this all together and I've got the, all the basics but I got one more part that I've got to finish which I'm going to talk about today because <coughs> not only is it a complete lie what these this IRS is doing and everybody's covering it up most people don't know how would you know uh, unless you have Westlaw, I don't have the time like I do just to keep after this. Just he just keeps coming. <coughs> Excuse me, my coughing. I just coughing. There ain't nothing there. I'm not sure why. Well, anyway, I'll live. So here we have it. So they quit printing it in 1980. So now we have 26 USC 7401, but the 301 Rick, it's still there. But we just deleted it. We don't need to. You know, we're saving on the publication of the amount of regulations. We might confuse everybody. Yeah, right. Make it simpler. God, the excuses these liars come up with. So the crimes and the court, not the least of which, United States District Court is a... Article 1, Section 8, Clause 9, and I found that in two cases. Only at the end of the Mooney's case on the reply brief, where it says the judge represents the court, and the court is under the plenary, i.e. absolute power of Congress. Now, isn't that telling you what you need to know about rigged? You can't make this stuff up. I mean, it's just, I don't know what to say. And then, I stumbled across, I'm going to go back and look at it here as I'll log into Westlaw. It started off in the 1940s. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org. 
and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Extendivite has proven time and again it really works. Here's a testimonial from Amazon.com. I am only 40, but I have put my body through hell working in manufacturing for 20 years. I recently started to notice a buzzing feeling along with a stuttering sensation with my heart. I had a full cardio stress done, which I passed. I decided to try Extendivite after getting the jingle stuck in my head. Halfway through the bottle, I really did notice a difference. After getting home from work, I would just sit in a chair for a few hours feeling like crap, and this stuff reduced that feeling along with heart discomfort to almost nothing. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Well, that gets crazier. Always we to say the truth just keeps peeling itself back. The 1940 Code: Civil Rules of Civil or the Rules of Civil Procedure. These rules govern the procedure in the district courts of the United States. Notice that, district courts of the United States. In all suits of a civil nature, whether congressable at cases at law or in equity, with the exceptions in 81, Rule 81. Now, what they did 1934, they said, we're going to turn over the ability to make law and equity and all that to the Supreme Court. Now, the Constitution of the United States has not been amended. This is if you are a citizen of the United States. They created a separate set of courts called United States District Courts. So now, you go into the federal rules of civil procedure. And you go look at rule number one. These rules govern the procedure of all civil actions in the United States District Courts. There is no doubt 
The rules of civil procedure are only in the United States District Courts, and that's under 28 U.S.C. 132C, Judicial Power of a District Court, which means the judge represents the court, and the court is under the plenary power of Congress. That's a fact, and they print it. So when you're using the rules of civil procedure today, we're in trouble. And then you go down to the amendment. I couldn't believe this 2007 amendment. <clears throat> the merger of law, equity, and admiralty practice is complete. There is no need to carry forward the phrases that initially accomplished this merger. I don't know what, how in the heck you could <clears throat> combine law, which is statutory law, common law, <coughs> equity, things that aren't covered to make sure that there's a fair treatment of something, some contracts and stuff. And admiralty, I used to, I kind of I was brought up the idea, I thought that was had to do with the ocean and the sea and all that and ports. <coughs> now they're saying it's all complete in the United States District Court. That is evidence that there is no constitutional court in the United States District Court if you are using the federal rules of civil procedure because they print it. At the very top, when they delineate it out, these rules govern the procedure in all civil actions and proceedings in the United States District Courts. They no longer say District Courts of the United States. They no longer say law and equity. And that's a fact. So how do I use the rules of civil procedure when it's a rigged court? Interesting question, you think? Unbelievable. How does the Supreme Court, how does Congress have the authority to grant to the Supreme Court to merge all the types of law. They don't. It's only if we grant them the authority and we don't understand the con. The United States, the District Courts of the United States, was never repealed. So there technically is supposed to be a district court of the United States. But something else I found, thanks to Westlaw, so that I could then go verify it, they were having trouble arguing over is the United States Court of Claim a bona fide Article Three court. The answer initially in the 30s was yes, and there was a decision, no, it's not. Or no, it's not in the 30s, and then uh, later it was, yes, it is. So they, anyway, in 1952, they actually said the United States District Court is an Article Three court, and then they can appoint judges <coughs> in that court by the Supreme Court Justice. Then it comes along 1983. 
and we are going to create a federal circuit court of appeals because some of these decisions need to be consistent all across the United States, you think? People do not know this for some reason, and why? Because we're not taught. These United States District Court are local courts, and the Circuit Courts of Appeals, 1 through 11, they're all local. Because they're not Article 3. If they were a bona fide Article 3, their decisions, like prior to the 1911, when they got rid of the Circuit Courts of the United States, its decisions were good from shore to shore. <coughs> but what I found out is, they didn't delete, they did not repeal sections one and two of the United States District Court. <coughs> they just overlaid and renamed a new court and patched in some other stuff and they left the original statute still there. There is a bona fide Article Three court. Because that's why I found the rules of common law in the rules of court. I thought, well, we're going to get somewhere. What I did not know when we went through with Moody's is that the it was a bona fide Article Three court. And the judge said, oh, no, we're Article Three," and left it at that. I couldn't corner her. I knew... Something was up, but I, I I didn't have enough information. I do now. It's never been repealed. And if you go to, I'll have to find it here, but if you go to the uh, section on the Court of Claims, they just hotlink it to Article 1. They don't give you what <clears throat> the court or nothing. It's just an Article 1. They say go to Article 1. And they go to the Constitution in the in the code. They don't say Article One, Section Eight, Clause Nine. Isn't that amazing? So we do have a bona fide Article Three court in the United States Court of Claims because Sections One and Two are still there, never been repealed. And that's what I discovered when I looked at Westlaw because you could go into the statutes and you can look and see where each section is, whether it's been repealed or not. And I said it wasn't repealed. So then I got to check it. I said, well, you got to be kidding me. Sure enough, never been repealed. How did we end up with so many corrupt people at the top? I know one way for sure, Mike Lindell's onto something. We haven't been electing the people that's ruling in our country. China, the communists, been actively putting people in power. We thought we were. No, we're not. They give us a little bit and just enough to keep us moving in the right direction and think we got some control with it. Oh, well, gee, we lost, you know, by a little bit. Well, we'll win the next time, you know. We'll get more money and. Yeah, right. Dream on. Fool me once and fool me twice to fool me three times? I don't think so. 
So this is the con that's going on today. And I am going after uh, the Matsuburo in Alaska. I found out it was because I, I had money in my business. I got all of the temporary and special acts books. Temporary and special acts are private law. The Matsu Borough was established under a temporary and special act. And then I just finally got their oaths of office. And I checked also the Matsu, the municipal entities, are excluded from having an oath as a public officer. So, isn't that amazing? Patrick in Texas. Yeah, Ralph, uh, you was talking about uh, in the whole, uh, Alaska, they created some courts out of whole cloth that, uh, you know, out of blue, you know, they had no jurisdiction, you know. Uh, I know I was listening to Attorney General Barr, he was speaking on uh, to the Federal Society, and he was saying, you know, don't get all wrapped up in your cases and emotional, but he also said these equity courts are unconstitutional. And I believe you just said that, too, that, Equity, you know, uh, what is that? You know, I mean, it's like it's, it's like a fill-in, you know, uh, something that they can't cover with statutory and codes and stuff. They use equity, which is basically a judge's ad-libbing to making things equal. Uh, you know, so, I mean, uh, as he said it, it's right out of his mouth he said it. You know, the equity courts are unconstitutional on television. The thing is, their type of equity that they're using is where the court is not bound by anything. The first thing is he holds no office. And this is really important because when you have a, a social compact called a constitution, there is an office created where we have given it a limited delegation. And to enter that office, you have to take an oath of office or to obey the constitution of the United States or the constitution of your state. There are no offices. The states do not even have elections for public officers of the several states because they're all under the National Voter Registration Act and the only elections are for federal offices. So they're all municipal entities. And that's a fact. So the bottom line is if you hold no office, then when you start to check, you will find out, like in Alaska, they don't have a civil commission. They've never been appointed. You find out they can't get 41 little words right because that would be impersonating a public officer. And my golly, we wouldn't want to do that. So we changed the word to public official, which includes everybody from the dog catcher on up that's a flunky employee. And a public officer has discretion and you can't sue them for making wrong decisions employees can be sued what a tangle whip well when you get to see the part of it uh, like on mine I tied my land to the act of congress which says it's absolute title granted it's patented it's in the patent I got my land tied to the Act of Congress because it's in the patent. 
absolute title. I put it in, in the paper four times, claimed all right possession, right of possession, right of property, absolute title. It's also called fee simple absolute. They did not object. And I put in FOIAs and they just they won't go there because they can't. But I did find out that they have a insurance policy if they get sued. Well, they're damn well going to get sued. And it gets crazier in Alaska. If you will find this in every state, the courts you have, probably in the 1960s or 1970s, they redid your court systems. Alaska's was done in 1974. The Alaska Bar put it right on the front page. You can go into Alaska Bar and look at the very front part of the charter down below. We are going to use the third judicial district and we're going to call them administrative districts. So we're going from the third district, which still is in the Constitution, no, still in the statutes, to the third judicial district under the Alaska Bar. So we're renaming the venue and we're also going to rename the courts. Instead of Superior Court of Alaska, it's in the Superior Court for the state of Alaska. For the state of Alaska, that means for the benefit of. And then what we're going to do, we're going to get all the attorneys to find a, sign a Rule 5 and a Rule 64 to do an oath to uphold the Alaska Bar. And then their oath is, we're going to support the, the Constitution of the United States. Well, I can do a lot of damn supporting, but it's support and defend against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Support is BS. You will find that even some state constitutions or states now, like I think North Carolina, support the constitution. Well, you can support a lot of things. Am I going to defend it? Well, hell no. I don't have to defend it. I didn't say I was going to. I'm just going to support it. You know, it's a good thing. I... I supported this politician, but I'm not going to, you know, if he's crooked, I'm not going to uh, do anything about it. But that gets you under I, their jurisdiction, Ralph. You know, when they walk in there, he said, you know, uh, are, you, are, you know are you so-and-so? And, you know, and, and, when, and when your attorney will, he'll he'll give that judge jurisdiction by, in, and, uh, you know, just by accepting any, any ruling he's going to give, accept his jurisdiction. So you just gave him everything. You might have had a fight with him to, you know, to prove jurisdiction, but he gave it away. Well, when you appear, you got to, uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, I'll have to go back and research it. But you walk in, but you don't give him jurisdiction. But the bottom line is the attorney can't do constitutional law. And I found this out from a, he's a black guy that uh, defended Palin. I can't think of his name right now. And he helped me a lot with different stuff because uh, he said until you people wake up nothing's going to change he says I'm not going to do it he said they'll says I'll lose my bar card the wife will divorce me and I'll be I'll, my trade will be gone I'm not going to do it too much money next time a call Ralph yep it's up to you and me the people we got the power, but they lied to us, and we got to quit believing the lies. I saw, uh, oh, this guy, Dr., uh, can't think of his name. I'll have to research it out here, but he was talking. He said, these politicians are nothing more than prostitutes. That's what they are. 
They lie to us, and they screw us big time. This one uh, senator that got around and had these doctors on COVID-19 testify, Dr. Malone and Dr. Uh, uh, I think uh, David Martin was there and a couple of other big ones. Oh, uh, uh, Peter or um, McCulloch, top heart guy, was there. Where's the rest of the senators? We got all these military with three to four hundred or even up to a thousand percent more injuries. Don't you think there might be something going on since we started to give them the bioweapons? Only one senator is pushing it. Why? There's 500 and some of these crazy liars up there. They talk a big story. They don't do anything. Lindsey Graham is one of the worst. Even uh, Cruz. He didn't do anything. Talks a good story. Smart guy. They don't do anything. Ron Paul's son. Ron Paul. He can go after uh, Fauci. He has the stuff to bring him down. He just goes so far. And, well, I'm really pushing it. And by the way, send money. I'm tired of these liars. You tell the whole truth, period. And you support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I'm going to talk next hour about the separation of powers and I can't believe they've gotten away with it for all these years. The IRS and all these other agencies, but they have and nobody's put two and two together and it's not going to be a genius to put this together, just a little bit of simple logic and they're getting away with it because nobody brings it up. Nobody brings it up. Why is that? That's something we have to ask ourselves. Why is that? Why? I just don't get it. I just can't believe that we've got people this bad uh, that are doing this stuff, but I, I guess we do. I mean, we know that they're there. There's no getting around it. Um <clears throat> And here is the thing I quote I was looking for. It's in uh, Marshall Field versus Clark, 1892, which is cited in Mistretta. To assert that a law is less than a law because it is made to depend on a future event or act is to rob the legislature of the power to act wisely for the public welfare whenever a law is passed relating to the state of affairs not yet developed or two things future or impossible to know. The proper distinction, the court said, was this. The legislature cannot delegate its power to make a law, but it can make a law to delegate a power to determine some fact or state of things upon which the law makes or intends to make and its own action depend. Big difference. It can't delegate the power to make a law, but it can make a law to delegate the power to determine some fact or state of things of which the law makes. 
That's the big difference. They are delegating to these agencies making law. That's not. They can have them as fact finders and stuff. And we've gotten away from that a long time ago. This was 1892. Scalia was aware of this. Of course, we can't have somebody like Scalia around because I'm sure he was murdered. I can't prove it, but no autopsy and all that. How do we get these people that all the laws of how they died and all that? Just We just overlooked all that. It's no big deal. Well, we can hope that the truckers, I hope the truckers, they, they have a, uh, they got the power to make something happen. Because if they quit hauling stuff, we're done. They can bring the government to its knees. But old Trudeau, which his daddy was a communist, Castro, I got to look at that article, it was run by, uh, Oh, uh, Brandon Howes. How did we end up with the son of Castro head of in, in Canada? A communist, you think? Sounds to me like it. Don't know what to say. But I'm hoping those truckers stay with it. I think they will. And uh, we'll see. I'm hoping the truckers down here get with the program, and I hope other people support the truckers. If we do not get off our butts and get involved, our country's gone. And it hangs by a real slim thread right now. I mean, there's just no getting around it. In the next hour, I'm going to cover the separation of powers that's so blatant that these agencies just can't make this stuff up. That these agencies are getting away with it. I I just, I don't know. Um, But like I say, it, it takes a background to understand I'm going to put in a song here. I want to get played here. I'm going to put in uh, for the next hour here, if I can get that in, uh, for uh, them to pick up down there. Oh, just a minute here. I didn't get it typed in. Yeah, God's going to cut you down. Yeah, okay, yeah. So anyways, um, I'm going to talk about the rest of the story with the Administrative Procedures Act and the Federal Register next hour. And it's unbelievable because they, the, the uh, Congress is part of the rulemaking process. But you can't take out the courts because then there's no separation of powers. That is Congress in control. Back in the middle. 
corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 